tonight's episode of Board Chitless is sponsored by The Game Steward. The Game Steward is an online game store offering Kickstarter board games out of print and imported games at reasonable prices. It's time to play. Hello and welcome to tonight's episode of Board Chitless. Today I am joined by Sam and Jackie. And I'm your host for this evening. In absence of Lecky, it's Tristan. And um, tonight we've been playing Fantasy Flight's Fallout, the board game. A game for one to four players, which is anything but cooperative. <laughs> Fallout is a game picked up. Very recently, I had a quick run through of the solo rules today to try and digest the rules, and I was really excited by what I saw. It was all exploration, fighting super mutants and rad roaches and things like that. You play as a character wandering the wilderness of the video game Fallout, and you have a series of objectives to complete and agendas to carry out as you're going around the board and trying to solve the mysteries of the wastelands, really, I guess. you start out with very little. You have a character board with a bunch of special abilities, hit points, a radiation monitor to see how irradiated you are by the nuclear fallout in the wasteland, uh, and quite a cool little sort of experience monitor where you collect the letters um, that spell out special. So that's strength, perception, endurance, charisma, intelligence, agility, and luck, which are the characteristics from Fallout from the video game. Um, and it's got quite a cool leveling system how you sort of develop those skills. But let's zoom out a little bit and talk about the experiences of the game as a whole. What did you think, guys? I really liked it, actually. I'm a big Fallout fan, as it is anyway. And it's just like the game. But, you know, as a board game, it does it really well. It's something you would think wouldn't work, but they've managed to really capture it. Um, it's based mostly, I think, around Fallout 4. A lot of the locations... You recognise like the Super Duper Mart and uh, Diamond City. Red Rocket uh, Station. The Red Rocket Station, yeah. So, um, you know, we instantaneously, you know, it's Fallout, especially the graphics as well. On a, I don't know what this is, like a, a board for your yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the one, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, you know, it's just, just like your Pip-Boy. Uh, and they've done a really good job, I think. Yeah. What do you think, Sam? You've played Fallout, haven't you? The video game. I've played Fallout, but I fell out with it. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, yeah, those sorts of games, Fallout Skyrim, I know it's got a massive fan base, but I lose patience with walking hours and hours across the screen. You're not a fan of picking up and delivering things? Just, no, no. I like to do stuff in between, but I think this game does a great, um, great way of dealing with that by the way it's condensed the movement aspects, the exploration, it's, you're not really ever just spending turn after turn walking, except when Jackie got toasted and had to try and get back in the game. Yeah, death claws, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're always doing something. And we mentioned about the objectives. It's a constant storytelling that's going on. You've constantly got these objectives. You've got goals all the time. And you can get distracted by the little side missions, which is very true to the actual game itself. Um, I really like the fact that we're all asymmetrical characters. So you were playing as the super mutant. Yeah, I was. I was the super mutant. Um, walk around just covering stuff a lot of the time. Uh, Jackie was the 
Vault Dweller. Vault, vault Dweller, yeah. And I was a Brotherhood outcast with a big old suit of power armour. Yeah, and I thought those, the way we started with those was quite odd. And I thought with your power armour and stuff, I thought you'd be running ahead. And Jackie had some armour and I had... You thought I'd be running ahead with the power armor. Walking slowly. <laughs> it's only ability is to slow me down. <laughs> uh, I thought with the extra Like it'd be an extra things, advantage, yeah. yeah. Um, and my my boon was I've got to become irradiated to level up, which I thought is suicidal, but it worked out really well. Yeah, you managed to play that quite well, didn't you? Because you got a bunch of opportunities to heal the radiation poisoning. And yeah, at first so. we thought there wasn't any, and then there was, I think, three times I managed to get rid of it all. So whilst Jack and I were sort of threading our way around the irradiated zones on the map, <laughs> you were just charging into them and like, yeah, more radio. <laughs> um, but the way that fed into the leveling up, as we mentioned, uh, the special skills which power up the cards, which you feed into your equipment, which feed into your skill checks and everything. I thought it was really cool and it slows the speed at which you can level up as well. Yeah, so the, the more you level up, the harder it is to level up. Which again is true to the game. Yeah. The, the further you level up, you need to get more experience then to level up, and it's yeah, it's really quite elegantly yeah, implemented. Well done, and it's it's fairly seamless, I'd say that. But when you do level up, so so you're collecting the letters that spell out special, basically, um, and if you collect a letter that you've already got, instead of just you know losing out, you get a perk instead, and those perks sort of vary in what they do. But some of them are kick ass. I had one in the middle of the game where I went on a death rampage. We were talking about how cluttered the map was getting with monsters and perhaps sort of um, maybe we weren't pulling our weight and clearing the board of stuff but I managed to get this one sort of pain train rampage perk which allowed me to run around and use my power armor to wipe out a load of little goons but it, although it felt like a power turn it didn't really give me that much of an advantage in the game as you know because already the XP that I got from that um, because I was already quite a high level didn't really push me that further along. So even though it felt like a cool turn, it wasn't like I suddenly jumped ahead in the game. In fact, I finished last in the game, I'm ashamed <laughs> to say. Um, so let's talk about that. You have these agenda cards. Everyone starts with one agenda, which gets you... The object of the game is to collect nine influence, which these agenda card gives you. Um, nine influence in a three-player game. It varies on the player count. So you're looking to try and collect four of these agenda cards, and each of them can be based on whether or not you're carrying drugs <laughs> or <laughs> if you're trying to service one of the factions in the wasteland that we were up against the synth robots and the railroad who were fighting against the synth and they have their own agendas as well so like the ai sort of pushing ahead with their campaign to take over the the world as well so you're trying to collect these agendas in in secret you're collecting these cards without telling anybody else how many points you've got really so one of the things that's quite interesting is it takes away that tension that you would get in most games where you can see who's the leader at any given point. You've got an idea. We have an idea that Jackie was ahead because you have four agenda cards whilst we still have one each, I think. But you don't really know who's properly in the lead and whether or not they are able to sort of action those agenda cards. It, it really wasn't obvious because we saw Jackie had four agendas and we thought she must be nearly one. Looked down at your tableau and you had power armour, death rays. Plasma guns. You and testatron. Yeah, yeah. So I was equipped for the wasteland, but I had no agenda. Well, I had that one yeah, start agenda. agenda. And I was, I had two agenda and that was it. You know, I had no other equipment. Yeah. But then I turned around and realised I'd won. You'd been helping, the, yeah. <laughs> you'd been helping the synth. 
You've been helping us since all that. Well, it wasn't actually five turns early. No, no, it wasn't an exaggeration. So, so you, you snuck the win out and none of us really saw it coming, right? No, because I, I only had the two agenda cards and I had no equipment or anything. So it looked like I hadn't got very far. But yeah. the two agenda cards married up perfectly with the way that the synths had performed. Yeah. Um, and it meant that I actually managed to rack up 11 points in the end. I think it is interesting. Mike Barnes put in the comments when I said that we we're going to play this tonight. He said that the game's really fun. It captures the theme and everything, but the agenda cards are a bit janky. Like you don't see that end game come in. And I think that's very much the case. I'm not sure at this stage after just one play, whether or not that's a good thing or it's just unusual. We're not used to that sort of game. I feel at the minute it, the ending was a bit abrupt. There's a lot, a lot of games have an abrupt ending. Yeah. This felt disjointed and I didn't realise I'd won straight away. Yeah. Um, but I feel like with a few more plays, we, you can pick up on where you think the winning is. You'd um, have a sense of it, wouldn't you? Like we started to get a sense of it. It was just that the, the way it turned out was just slightly different. So you can get an idea, but you can never be certain, which I think adds an element of, you know, you, you, you're rushing, you're constantly trying to push for the win sooner. So yeah, and I think the- it can influence how you play. The synths as well, in this particular game, the way it played out, had their own agenda that they nearly won. They nearly clinched the win themselves and they actually put into effect a particular plot that I'm not going to give away, which meant that in two more turns, if we carried on playing, it would have been game over anyway and that the game would have won and we would have all lost. So that was, so you definitely have like a definite timer going on in the background that you're racing against as well as each other. But yeah, the, the the way that the story develops is interesting too. So you have you go around the, the map, you have these encounters and stuff, and it generates these narratives, and the narratives are interlinked based on the decisions that you make. So if you help someone out, they'll come back. And the the, the way that the cards work is you feed new cards based on that narrative into the evolving encounter deck. So Jackie, you got caught up in the quest of like Olivia and Margaret and these NPCs from the game. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about how that was implemented? Uh, it was good at like finding um, was like, I found Margaret's dead husband or brother I think it was um, and you had the choice to tell her about him I had the choice to tell her or I could have just left it and I thought well I'll see this through um, and sort of ended up going right across the map uh, found her and then I think she gave me quite a good reward it was uh, I think I got I already had three agendas she gave me another Unfortunately, all my agendas were rubbish, so <laughs> they were all the same. So, uh, you know, I wasn't really following the agenda thing. I was just like, oh, I'll just see how this plays out. And I did a lot of the main quests. I was, I think I took about five main quests or something. I was really ignoring the, the side quest, which is just basically an encounter in town. Um, it reminded me a lot, I think I mentioned it, of uh, Arkham Horror, the gameplay, whereas you can have an encounter in town or you can do something else in the way the monsters move as well so it felt familiar as well you can tell it's fantasy fight straight off the bat just by looking at the cards as well yeah the quality the of tiny cards the, tiny cards, <laughs> the quality of the components even the miniatures they don't really do miniatures that well i have to say you're not a fan of these you're the expert i defer to your experience on this being um, a professional miniatures painter well fantasy flight you know mansions of madness etc they're not the greatest, but these ones... They're know, instantly recognisable, aren't they? they are. You've got the big, giant super mutant, the guy in the power armour, yeah, as soon the vault as, dweller. As soon as you look at them, you know who they are, yeah. basically. They're, um, they're different enough as well. There's no yeah. confusion between them. Yeah, yeah exactly. That could, 
They could quite easily have been standees, couldn't they, really? I don't think they would have lost anything if they weren't plastic. No, exactly. Yeah, they could have just had the traditional Fantasy Flight style... Eldritch Horror, Arkham Horror standees, yeah. yeah. But the fact they've got miniatures is a nice touch, because they've definitely changed something about the miniatures, because since, I think, the recent, more recent Star Wars games, they've been much higher quality, so... A lot sturdier as well, and they don't, yeah. they don't give they're, as much. They're not as bendy as they used to be. So they definitely have upped the game there as well. Um, so overall, the whole game, I really enjoyed it. It really captures the theme. It's got good quality components. The tiles are lovely as well. The art's really nice yeah. the tiles as well. So it really looks like Fallout. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, you can see places that you recognise from the games. And I love games where you explore tiles. You flip over, you know, yeah. you see what's in there. You get encounters, monsters... I think the only thing it's lacking really is the agendas weren't very clear. I mean, obviously you need a way to win the game or you'd just be playing it forever. Yeah, it did go long as well, didn't it? We were, yeah. It was a good three and a half hours, I think, to wrap up that game. Yeah, at so one point it's... I was thinking, is this ever going to end? You know, how, <laughs> when, when do we get to the end? But it was good. I really, I really enjoyed it. And at the end of it, I, wasn't even, I didn't even care about if I won or not. I was just enjoying... Going to places, finding stories, following like following a thread yeah. across the map, seeing where it took me. Got killed by a Deathclaw, but that's <laughs> what happens in Fallout anyway. I think thumbs up from me, this one. Cool. Um, yeah. Just to touch on components, sorry Sam, just quickly. The character boards were an absolute bloody nightmare to put together. The it plastic clips yeah. that keep the two separate pieces of card together. I don't know if anybody else had this experience, but um, as you slotting them in, they bend the cardboard and they have to make a snapping sound. And I, I think they look okay now, but putting them together was, oh, it was awful. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's fantasy flight. These will just fit together really snugly and beautifully. And I was like yeah. faffing with them for about 25 minutes, trying not to rip anything and bend the cardboard. But it's a quite it's quite a nice effect. You've got the, the t- it's a bit like the um, character boards in Scythe, where you put the wood into the indented recesses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. here it's like plastic pegs that you're moving along for your health and experience and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they're quite nice once they're all together. But, but yeah, assembling those, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes me actually want to go and play Fallout now again. Yeah. I'm going to reinstall fifth, it and finish it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think, so? Uh, I liked it. I was just going to sort of emphasise the point you made about these stories and stuff. Because the way that the cards came out, the more you were un- revealed of the world... And the more quests that you completed, the more it became apparent that you could do. And towards that end game, when I really started to enjoy the story, was when I was hiding out in the vaults. Yeah, which yeah, the vaults. In the yeah. early game, they they weren't a thing. There was no encounters there or anything. But towards the end, from the way the story developed and what was revealed, I was then able to go and explore the vaults. Yeah. And there was two separate vaults and go meeting the people in the vaults, which it was like a side mission, but it was giving me quite a lot of boons. I mean, at one stage, I gained six radiation Instantly, eight radiation. Which to you is just masses of XP. So I just levelled up loads and used that experience to get rid of all of the uh, radiation I'd built up. Yeah. You know, it worked out really well, but... But it was cool how, like, your your story path generated these vault encounters. They were, like, the final showdown for you, almost. That's why why it felt like an end game, you know, like, going into those vaults. Because it was just separate from the rest of it, but it was like, this is where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And meeting the people in there and trying to save them was... 
it felt like I was getting somewhere, you know, in the story as well as the actual game. Yeah. Mm. And I really liked that. They weren't a thing to start with, you know, we didn't even know we were going to encounter them or yeah. what have you. And they had nothing really to do with the whole main story, which is, you know, this, this the Institute versus the railroad, yeah. basically, is what it is. So, the so just like in Fallout, there's a lot of side quests going on yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. yeah, so you go off and explore, find, you know, at the end of it, I think we actually sort of lost interest with the whole synth thing. <laughs> and I just wanted to go off and look in vaults, like what you do in the game. So it, I think it just it needed bulking out a bit more. A little bit. The main story is there, obviously, from the game, but just there wasn't enough emphasis on what else you could find because it was like it felt like oh, I've got to finish this game. We've been doing it for three hours now. <laughs> you know, we've got to get to the end. But I would have liked to have gone out more and seen what else was around. I think that just adds to the replayability, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like we could play this again. And this was just one scenario as well. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. played, if you replayed this scenario, I I reckon you'd get. Very different narrative experiences. The map tiles is different as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, you, you choose to do a different thing. Like the story where you were going helping out that Margaret. Yeah. That started from we met someone called Olivia, who you could have the choice to go and like rescue them. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, Not you had a choice of what you could do. Yeah. Uh, and I went down the more horrible route with that one. Yes. <laughs> but it it. Spat out a slightly different storyline than would have otherwise yes, yes, and uh, again, encountered. With, with the whole horrible thing, that could be a buff for you as well, because if you become vilified, some followers prefer that, yeah. companions, and they give you boons, as it were. They help yeah. you out more. Or if you're idolised, the, you know, they'll help you out more. You can get the paladins on board. So. Yeah, so again, like in Fallout, uh, I think it's your karma... It was in the games, wasn't it? So depending on what you, if you're a nice person or not, that changes the course of the game a little bit as well. For you, at least personally, it's not really a... Because you're not playing against each other, but it's not co-op either. You're just sort of playing a parallel play yeah. sort of thing, doing your own thing. Um, I had CODs with, which could mean you could I could trade with people, but, you know, they might not did. want to. No, yeah, <laughs> there was nothing to trade. I, was just, I just fed Tristan to the uh, super mutant... Like raver or whatever he was. Yeah, but I was going to say there's very little player interaction except for that one moment where you you've managed to play a card that shoved me into a fight with a super mutant that trounced me. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we were very much going off and exploring our own things. I guess because we're exploring the same map, it brings in monsters that are going to attack each other and stuff, and you're populating the world more quickly. But in terms of like interacting directly with each other, it's very much sort of a classic adventure games type thing where. Mm. We're all going off and doing our own thing. Um, but I didn't mind that too much. I felt like I was very much caught up in the narrative of it all. And in terms of how they've managed to streamline the video game experience down into the game, I think it's really clever. Uh, like the traits, keywords and things like you were saying about being vilified and idolised and what extra abilities that lets you give. They've pared down the equipment down so you can have one piece of clothing, apparel, one weapon, one follower and three bits of junk or, you know, items and stuff in your backpack. And it just means you're managing your inventory quite easily. You don't get, like, the Eldritch Horror, Arkham Horror type situation where you go, you look down at your character, you've got 50 things that you're trying yeah. to calculate. Well, if they were following Fallout properly, you would have... You would be able to carry as much as you want. Like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd have a backpack full of broomsticks. 60, 60 and, guns and things yeah. like that. Yeah. I, think they've, I think they've managed to up the player count really well as well so it's not just taking the game because that was 
basically a single player yeah. story. But by, by making it multiplayer, it's worked really well. There wasn't, say there wasn't much interaction, but that interaction to me came a lot as through the form of a race. Yeah. So when you get these choices to make through the stories, you'd often be in two different locations. So it'd be racing to get to one of them and whoever yeah. gets there first can complete that part of the story and spin it off in a different direction. That's right. And and there were very definite places to go to for the especially the final quests were definitely more of a race because you knew those agenda cards were running low. Um so you you combating against each other to sort of grab them before everybody else. Well yeah, and there was some times where you'd reveal it and it was the other side of the map, right next to where the other two players were. Yeah. You're like, well, but I can't get there before them, so yeah. you kind of have to then change your tactic and on the fly. Yeah, I must say as well, as a fan of the video games, it's brilliant to see all of the familiar faces like Codsworth and people like that turning up in the uh, companion supply and all of the enemies, you know, you flip over a little uh, critter enemy and you've got the mole rats and the rad scorpions yeah. and mm-hmm. then later on in the game in the more dangerous areas, you've got the death claws, which you know are going to be a big battle and you got super mutants charging into cities and stuff. It really does. It stages these cool sort of narrative situations. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm really a fan of a, how they've distilled all of the Radaways and stim packs and everything down into the game. Um, and B really impressed with the narrative decks, which are like 160 cards with all with um, a story that you experience choices on that story and then branching paths and this is something I've been a massive fan of, uh, like the idea of going way back to like the Lord of the Rings, the card game. I thought it would be a cool thing for them to introduce is you make a decision, it has an impact, and you go on to another location based on the decision that you've made, and they've finally done it, and they've gone crazy with it. So every single one of these cards triggers another set of circumstances, another adventure. And brings in another deck. Yeah, it brings in another yeah. deck, like the vault decks and stuff. Um, they'll, they'll probably do some expansions, likely. Yeah. Because it is fantasy flight. So. And if they did, you'd never see some of, some of these yeah, kind of combinations. Yeah. Um, because there's so many. And so that just, that gets me really excited, looking at 160 cards with loads of text on, loads of information, loads of options yes. that give you different encounters. And that. Fantasy fights, fighting, fighting fantasy. Like, yeah, the, the books but done through yeah. story attached to a game no it is it's you choose it, your own adventure type thing it's brilliant and because you're reading them to each other and you give the next player a decision to make you can't help but get embroiled in the narrative you know and it's yeah that's that's really cool I love that as a direction and definitely the I also quite like with those that you can in almost every situation you can choose whichever you want but by the way you've leveled up the skills you've acquired or the letters you've acquired, however you want to look at it, yeah. um, that can give you advantages to choose some of the routes over others. So it's done by a simple roll of dice, but the skills allow you to re-roll. That's right. The dice system is very clear and simple. Roll very three simple. dice. You're looking for a number of pips to hit. Um, and that's, you know, you'll have a skill check. You need three pips, say, for the skill check. But if you if it's a if it's a look or a perception test and you've got luck or perception, each stat that you have that influences the test gives you a reroll. So you just reroll as many dice as you like until you get that number. And I think that's really elegant. Like you know the odds, yeah. um, you know what if you've got the skill, you know it's a good option for you. If you don't have the skill, you know it's a complete gamble. But you still you can still go for it. You still roll three dice. Yeah. You just don't get to reroll. So and it's it just like eliminate that. 
Yeah, the fights are done the same way, and it uses like the VATS system from yeah. the game. So you've got like the images of the legs and arms and stuff, you can hit them. Yeah, and uh, Paladin Dance is just as annoying in the game <laughs> as, as he is in the video game. So they've really brought that in as well. Yeah, it's just that agendas thing. I don't know. I definitely need to play it a couple more times to digest whether or not I think it's uh, it works perfectly, and maybe we just need to adapt our gameplay style to that. Because I do sense that with experience, looking at somebody else's agenda cards, if they've got four, maybe three or four cards, you know they're you know in a position to win the game potentially. But we now know you can win with just two. (laughs) Yeah, if you if you let the synths get ahead and you push their agenda, so that's something else to look out for. You know, you'd be playing as an experienced player, you'd go, okay, he's pushing the synth agenda, I've got to push the railroad agenda to combat that. So that's something I wouldn't have even thought of doing. Um, But yeah, very excited. Summary opinions. Uh, I recommend it. It's nicely done. And I can only look forward, really, to what they're going to do with it um, if they decide to release any more expansions to add to the deck. To be honest, right now, I'm just interested in trying some more scenarios and even redoing this one with the different layout and everything, different story. I'm a long way off needing expansions for this. Yeah. I think I, I think, really like it. I think more characters, I think, will be good. Be more yeah. fun. A bit more fun, yeah. It's a got, is, it, is it just the five characters? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to play as the ghoul next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so that was Fallout. Thanks for joining us on this latest episode of Budget List. Let us know what your thoughts of Fallout are on the video game or the board game in the comments, and we'll catch you next time for more Budget List. Cheers. Bye.